Hi there, welcome back to another episode of the Mind Your Liberty podcast, where we're looking at liberty, what it is, why you should care about it, and how to defend it. Today is July 3rd, 2022, and I want to wish you all a happy Independence Day weekend from your host Andrew here. As you know, we've been going through some historical documents. I've been reading them aloud so that you can listen and learn while you're at work, on the car, whatever you're doing. And today we have yet another historical document. One of our nation's founding or charter documents, the Declaration of Independence. I figured what better document to use for an episode. Many of us, we've read these, ep- we've read these documents when we were in grade school. Some of us have studied it and read them since but I figured we could all benefit from listening once more to this great document, and it's easy to understand. There's not a ton of vocabulary words or anything in there, so I'm not going to do a whole lot of commentary. I'm going to let the document speak for itself, and uh, I'll go over a quick timeline. So if you've been listening to this podcast, you should have a pretty good idea of the, the acts that caused angst in the colonies and started to unite the colonies. And you've seen some of the documents that have brought the thought together for the colonies and have, you can see how Virginia is taking up causes for uh, Massachusetts. Massachusetts is taking offense for Virginia and vice versa. And actually that plays into who wrote this declaration. It could have very easily been John Adams that drafted the declaration, but it was a strategic move to have Jefferson draft the declaration. He was appointed in the Committee of Five along with Adams and a few others, but they decided it would really look better to have a Virginian draft this. So there's always strategy going on. Don't think there wasn't back then, even in this type of thing. But realistically, Jefferson probably was one of the better writers that they could have chosen. So back in, uh, I think, June 7th, uh, Richard Henry Lee had read a resolution that they ended up adopting on July 2nd, which we celebrated yesterday, and that resolution read this ways, that these united colonies are and of right ought to be free and independent states, that they are absolved from all allegiance to the British crown, and that all political connection between them and the state of Great Britain is and ought to be totally dissolved. So they had read that back in June. They had scheduled, hey, Committee of Five, you go draft this Declaration of Independence, get back to us. The Committee of Five brought it back early July. They adopted the Lee Resolution formally on July 2nd, and then on July 4th, they adopted the Declaration of Independence. Interesting bit of trivia here, although it is still debated, I think. Uh, More than likely, Only John Hancock's signature was on the paper uh, at the end of July 4th, 1776. He was the president of the Congress, and it wasn't done at that time to have everybody sign a document like that. So that document actually would have been signed on September 2nd, September 1st or September 2nd. And there's another speech by Sam Adams that I've been wanting to do for years that I'm going to read through. And also, I just want to say, if uh, if you're wanting to understand more of the f- mindset of the people in early 1776, in leading up to the Declaration of Independence, read what they read, and what they were reading in mass was common sense 
by Thomas Paine. Look it up, buy a copy, read it online. It's too long for me to read here on this podcast, although I wish I could. It's a great read. It's an easy read. It was an easy read then, and a lot of people were reading it, and it really put things together, and it got everybody's mind on track for independence. And I said there wasn't a whole lot of vocab words, but there is one that I had to look up. Consanguinity. C-O-N-S-A-N-G-U-I-N-I-T-Y. Consanguinity. The fact of being descended from the same ancestor. So you'll hear that in there. Now you know what it means. Yeah, you're of common ancestry. All right. Well, without further ado, I'm going to let the document speak for itself. And I'll talk to you on the other side. In Congress, July 4th, 1776. The unanimous declaration of the 13 United States of America. When, in the course of human events, it becomes necessary for one people to dissolve the political bands which have connected them with another, and to assume among the powers of the earth the separate and equal station to which the laws of nature and of nature's God entitle them. A decent respect to the opinions of mankind requires that they should declare the causes which impel them to the separation. We hold these truths to be self-evident, that all men are created equal, that they are endowed by their Creator with certain unalienable rights, that among these are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness, that to secure these rights, governments are instituted among men, deriving their just powers from the consent of the governed, that whenever any form of government becomes destructive of these ends, it is the right of the people to alter or to abolish it, and to institute new government, laying its foundation on such principles and organizing its powers in such form as to them shall seem most likely to affect their safety and happiness. Prudence, indeed, will dictate that governments long established should not be changed for light and transient causes, and accordingly all experience hath shown that mankind are more disposed to suffer while evils are sufferable than to right themselves by abolishing the forms to which they are accustomed. But when a long train of abuses and usurpations, pursuing invariably the same object, evinces a design to reduce them under absolute despotism, it is their right, it is their duty, to throw off such government and to provide new guards for their future security. Such has been the patient sufferance of these colonies, and such is now the necessity which constrains them to alter their former systems of government. The history of the present King of Great Britain is a history of repeated injuries and usurpations, all having in direct object the establishment of an absolute tyranny over these states. To prove this, let facts be submitted to a candid world. He has refused his assent to laws, the most wholesome and necessary for the public good. He has forbidden his governors to pass laws of immediate and pressing importance, unless suspended in their operation till his assent should be obtained, and when so suspended, he has utterly neglected to attend to them. He has refused to pass other laws for the accommodation of large districts of people, unless those people would relinquish the right of representation in the legislature, a right inestimable to them and formidable to tyrants only. He has called together legislative bodies at places unusual, uncomfortable, and distant from the depository of their public records, for the sole purpose of fatiguing them into compliance with his measures. 
he has dissolved representative houses repeatedly for opposing with manly firmness his invasions on the rights of the people. He has refused for a long time, after such dissolutions, to cause others to be elected, whereby legislative powers, incapable of annihilation, have returned to the people at large for their exercise, the state remaining in the meantime exposed to all the dangers of invasion from without and convulsions within. He has endeavored to prevent the population of these states, for that purpose obstructing the laws of naturalization of foreigners, refusing to pass others to encourage their migrations hither, and raising the conditions of new appropriations of lands. He has obstructed the administration of justice by refusing his assent to laws for establishing judiciary powers. He has made judges dependent on his will alone for the tenure of their offices and the amount and payment of their salaries. He has erected a multitude of new offices and sent hither swarms of officers to harass our people and eat out their substance. He has kept among us, in times of peace, standing armies without the consent of our legislatures. He has affected to render the military independent of and superior to the civil power. He has combined with others to subject us to a jurisdiction foreign to our Constitution and unacknowledged by our laws, giving his assent to their acts of pretended legislation for quartering large bodies of armed troops among us, for protecting them by a mock trial from any punishment for any murders they should commit on the inhabitants of these states, for cutting off our trade with all parts of the world, for imposing taxes on us without our consent, for depriving us, in many cases, of the benefits of trial by jury, for transporting us beyond seas to be tried for pretended offenses, for abolishing the free system of English laws in a neighboring province, establishing therein an arbitrary government, and enlarging its boundaries so as to render it at once an example and fit instrument for introducing the same absolute rule into these colonies, for taking away our charters, abolishing our most valuable laws, and altering fundamentally the forms of our governments, for suspending our own legislatures, and declaring themselves invested with power to legislate for us in all cases whatsoever. He has abdicated government here, by declaring us out of his protection and waging war against us. He has plundered our seas, ravaged our coasts, burnt our towns, and destroyed the lives of our people. He is at this time transporting large armies of foreign mercenaries to complete the works of death, desolation, and tyranny, already begun with circumstances of cruelty and perfidy scarcely paralleled in the most barbarous ages and totally unworthy of the head of a civilized nation. He has constrained our fellow citizens taken captive on the high seas to bear arms against their country, to become the executioners of their friends and brethren, or to fall themselves by their hands. He has excited domestic insurrections amongst us, and has endeavored to bring on the inhabitants of our frontiers the merciless Indian savages, whose known rule of warfare is an undistinguished destruction of all ages, sexes, and conditions. In every stage of these oppressions we have petitioned for redress in the most humble terms. Our repeated petitions have been answered only by repeated injury. A prince whose character is thus marked by every act which may define a tyrant is unfit to be the ruler of a free people. Nor have we been wanting in attentions to our British brethren. We have warned them from time to time of attempts by their legislature to extend an unwarrantable jurisdiction over us. We have reminded them of the circumstances of our immigration and settlement here. We have appealed to their native justice and magnanimity, and we have conjured them by the ties of our common kindred to disavow these usurpations, 
which would inevitably interrupt our connections and correspondence. They, too, have been deaf to the voice of justice and of consanguinity. We must, therefore, acquiesce in the necessity which denounces our separation, and hold them, as we would hold the rest of mankind, enemies in war, in peace friends. We, therefore, the representatives of the United States of America in General Congress assembled, appealing to the Supreme Judge of the world for the rectitude of our intentions, do, in the name and by the authority of the good people of these colonies, solemnly publish and declare that these united colonies are, and of right ought to be, free and independent states, that they are absolved from all allegiance to the British crown, and that all political connection between them and the state of Great Britain is and ought to be totally dissolved, and that as free and independent states they have full power to levy war, conclude peace, contract alliances, establish commerce, and to do all other acts and things which independent states may have a right do. And for the support of this declaration, with a firm reliance on the protection of divine providence, we mutually pledge to each other our lives, our fortunes, and our sacred honor. Well, there we are. Thanks for joining me. Thanks for taking time. Thanks for listening to this historical document, the Declaration of Independence. I love that last sentence in there. We mutually pledge to each other our lives, our fortunes, and our sacred honor. And they did indeed. I know John Witherspoon lost his library, had his home ransacked. His library at Princeton was destroyed a couple different times. I could, it'd be an interesting study, and I'm sure there's books written on to the extent of which every one of these signers that signed in September that were part of this Second Continental Congress, how much they pledged their lives, fortunes, and sacred honor. But it's just poetic. I love it. I think we need to get back to that, get more of that. We realize that freedom isn't free. If you're wanting to learn more, I do have a book recommendation, in addition to Common Sense, which I forgot to mention earlier, is available widely in audiobook format. You can pay for it on audio, Audible, or you can check it out from your library on Libby or Hoopla, or you can download the LibriVox app, and it's available as an open source document on LibriVox for free also. But the other book recommendation I want to recommend I listened to it last year. I've read parts of it since then. American Scripture, Making the Declaration of Independence by Pauline Meyer. I read Pauline Meyer's other book on ratification. It was a pretty good book, but it was very detailed and expansive. This book that I'm recommending today, American Scripture, Making the Declaration of Independence by Pauline Meyer, is a much easier read. It's much, you could actually listen to it. The ratification book, I don't know that you could, it would you'd take too much concentration to listen to it while you're actually doing anything. But the uh, American Scripture book is a very good book, puts together the timeline and the timeline in thought, the timeline in mechanics of when the Congresses came together, the where the wording came from, the and everything. I've got it here in front of me. Great book. Highly recommend it. I'll link to it down in this, the description. And at this point, I just want to take this opportunity again to thank you for your support. Thank you for liking the episodes, subscribing to the channel, sharing it with friends, family, co-workers. And I, I just want to encourage you to have a fun, safe, 
Independence Day weekend. God bless. Get right with God. Mind your liberty.